Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. This morning's responsive reading can be found on page number 63 in your Black Appleton Psalter book. We will be reading from Psalm number 126. Please stand. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and meeteth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. You may be seated. The reading I've chosen to share with you today is I Carry Your Heart With Me, I Carry It In by E.E. E. Cummings. I carry your heart with me, I carry it in my heart. I am never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear. And whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world, for beautiful you are my world, my true. And it's you are whatever a moon has always meant, and whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root, and the bud of the bud, and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart, 
I carry it in my heart. Good morning. A program called Community Conversations is one of the required aspects of orientation for incoming Harvard undergraduates. One of the goals of the program is for students to consider what is important to them about their identity as they transition from home and high school to Harvard. To spark conversation, the freshman dean's office typically assigns texts that students are meant to read in advance. This year, two of the readings focused on the topic of names and the ways that our identities may be connected to our names. In one reading, Alan Wersbicki, class of 2001 and now a writer for the Boston Globe, wrote that going to college represents a chance to redefine yourself. He apparently wondered if he should change his first name from Alan to Rambo or perhaps Fabio, something that his 18-year-old mind thought would be a good option. Wersbicki noted Entering college is one of those precious few transition points in our lives where it really is possible to refashion our identities. And I was intent on taking advantage of it, he said. In the end, Wearspicky decided not to change his first name, noting that, quotes, my name is the most superficial, arbitrary thing about me. In contrast to Wearspicky, I have a very different feeling about my own name. My name is Catherine Wright Steele. It's Catherine with a K. I go by Katie or Kate or Steele or Steeler or certain terms of endearment that only Brooks, my fiance, is allowed to use. My wonderful parents, Jeffrey Lyon Steele and Barbara Brazil Steele, chose the name Catherine just because they liked it, but also because it runs in our family. Right, my middle name is my maternal grandmother's maiden name. Her name was Natalie Virginia Wright. She grew up in New Jersey, had a beautiful singing voice, did arts and crafts her whole life, and most importantly, was my mom's mom. The story of how my grandmother and grandfather met, whose name was James Brazil, is a rather dramatic one. My grandmother's father worked for a shipping company, and she sometimes got to travel with him on shipping routes. My grandfather, a geologist, happened to be a passenger on one of those same ships. It must have been quite a romantic meeting as they got married shortly thereafter. My last name, Steele, comes from my dad, Jeffrey Steele, and his dad, Jack Steele. Jack Steele also grew up in New Jersey and worked as a journalist his whole career, covering topics such as President Nixon and the Vietnam War. He and my grandmother, Barbara Louise Lyons, met at Middlebury College in the 1930s. Grandma grew up in Bennington, Vermont. She was a very proud Vermonter independent and hardworking. She was the youngest of five or six children, most of whom who were born in the 1800s. Grandma was fascinated by genealogy and did in-depth research into both the Steele family and her own, the Lyons family. She kept meticulous records, one of which includes a seriously gigantic family tree that shows how the Lyons family, her family, is related to folks who came to the United States from England in the 1600s. Our relatives settled in Massachusetts and eventually made their way to Vermont. I feel so incredibly fortunate and privileged to know so much about the history of my family. I know that many folks, for all kinds of reasons, some sad and some quite horrible, do not have that same luxury. So it is with great humility and much admiration that I carry and use these family names. Yet, as Alan Wearsbicki noted, there are, quotes, those precious few transition points in our lives where it really is possible to refashion our identities. 
One of those moments is coming up for me. Brooks Lambert Sluter and I are getting married. I absolutely could not be more happy to be marrying such a thoughtful, patient, smart, handsome, and adventuresome man. Similar to me, Brooks's name has a lot of family history. His first name comes from Medi Brooks, who was his paternal grandmother. Brooks's mom, Sheila Marie Lambert, and his dad, Larry Lance Luter. When Sheila and Larry got married, it made headlines in the local Macon, Georgia newspaper that Sheila was going to keep her name rather than change to her husband's name of Sluter. Brooks and his sister Rose now carry both of their parents' names, something that has become quite common in our time. So here's the dilemma. When two modern, independent, but still somewhat traditional people get married, what do they do with their names? I love my name. It represents my family and reminds me of where I've come from. At the same time, I believe that marriage is the creation of a new family with new traditions and so much happy potential to grow. So do I change my name to Katie Steele Lambert Sluter? Should Brooks become Brooks Steele? Should we create a new name, something that is somehow a hybrid of us both? Or do we keep our names? If we have children, what would their names be? Another option, of course, is to go the route of Madonna and Prince. <laughs> this truly feels like one of the most significant decisions I have needed to make. As I ponder what to do, I can't help but think how much my grandma Steele would have loved to have researched the genealogy of the Lamberts and the Sluters. And that no matter what my name will be, I am who I am, I am marrying the man I love, and I will always carry my family in my heart. Thank you. Would you please join me in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This morning's hymn uh, can be found on page number five of our bulletin. It is, I to the hills will lift my eyes. Please stand.
please receive this benediction. May God go before you to lead you. May he stand behind you to push you, on the side of you to guide you, above you to protect you, beneath you to sustain you, and in you to keep you. Amen.